Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the blessing that it is to our lives, that it tells us more and more of who you are and how we can live for you. Lord, we pray that you may help us this morning as we look at this section on the Sermon on the Mount that tells us not to worry. We struggle with this. We love to be anxious. Lord, help us by your Holy Spirit this morning to see that we should not worry because you are our Heavenly Father who cares for us. Pray that you may give us much understanding and may you help me so I declare what you have to say and not what I have to say. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. We all tend to worry a lot. Worry is one of those things that we're all very familiar with. And we worry about all kinds of things. From a very young age we start worrying and one of the biggest worries in my life has always been when it comes to education and school. Uh, exams always stress me a lot. And so I was very pleased once I finished the HSC, which I worried about quite a lot, and then I went to university, and then my last undergraduate exam as a podiatrist, I was so pleased afterwards because I said, now I never have to do another exam, I never have to worry again about exams. If I go on and do postgraduate work, it'll be project style, you know, I'll write a thesis, this kind of thing. And so it'll be sort of self-directed and it'll be one big project, there'll never be exams anymore. And then I decided to go into ministry, which required another three years, uh, full-time study, with more and more exams. But now I'm at that wonderful stage where I will never have to do another exam again. So at my last theological exam at Bible College, I reflected that this is the exam to end all exams. There are going to be no more exams. That's something that I've always worried about. Anxiety is one of those things that we feel about all different things in our lives and we can feel it individually, we can feel it as a family, we can all be concerned about something that is a family issue, we can also be worried at a state level or a, a, a national level about certain things, if our country is to go to war we would all get worried about that together and then there's even global concerns that everyone is worried about at the same time, the Y2K bug that you know, computers were going to clock over to the year 2000 and everything was going to break down. And so we were all concerned about it. Some of us were more concerned than others. Uh, my, my grandmother, she filled the bathtub with water, thinking that's what was going to be her water supply after Y2K hit, because the water was going to go off, because the computer wouldn't operate and wouldn't be able to supply the water. And so she was quite worried about it. And these days the, the global concern that we all have is, of course, global warming or global climate change. People are very concerned as a whole. Uh, they're worried about what is going to happen, that the sea levels are going to rise and that places like Ramoyne will be covered over in water because we're too close to the water. Whereas Jill and I, who own an investment property out inland in um, in Campbelltown, we'll have waterfront views at that property once the, the sea levels rise. So it's actually a good thing for some people if they're inland. We all worry about different things. And it is then natural that Jesus would speak about worry because it's such a thing in our lives. It's one of those things that comes up again and again. And particularly at this place in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has just been speaking about giving our money away not storing up treasure for ourselves in heaven, uh, not on earth, but rather in heaven, and making sure that we're generous to others. 
that money isn't the priority in our lives. And so if we take that on board, we then start to think, if I give away all my money, how will I eat? How will I be clothed? Where will I live? I then start to have these worries come up if I give away my money completely. And so we're then naturally concerned about those issues. And so it's, it's natural that Jesus would then speak about it in this place. In, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through to verse 34, it's come right after those verses in verse 19 and 24, that subject of giving away your money. So my first main point this morning as we look at this topic of worry is do not worry about food and clothing. Jesus tells us do not worry about food and clothing. And he tells us a couple of times. He tells us in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. And then he tells us again, if we still didn't get it, verse 31, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear. And then a third time, verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. He tells us again and again, do not worry. And he really wants to tackle the issue of worrying about food and clothing and drink because so much of our lives are taken up with concern about food and clothing and what we drink. How much of your life is taken up with being concerned about what you will wear, what you will eat and what you will drink? In a prosperous country like Australia, we don't have as much concern about whether we will eat, whether we will have something to wear, or whether we will have something to drink, but it's more about what we what we will wear and what we will eat. It's not whether we will, it's what we want to eat and what we want to wear and what we want to drink. Very few in this country are concerned where their next meal is coming from. Although my son Joshua seems to be concerned about that. It's amazing. It's natural for babies to cry for food uh, when they're hungry, so I I give him that. But he can be quite happy sitting on your knee and it's feed time. And as soon as you show him the bottle that you've got there, he then gets agitated and has a little fit. He really works it up as though you're not going to give it to me. You're not going to give it to me, are you? You're just going to wave it in front of my face. And so he has to get worried. He has to get concerned so that we will then give him the food. He worries about whether he will eat. But for most of us, that's not the case. It's more a case of what we want to eat and whether we will eat and drink well and whether we will wear clothes that are very good. And if you look at... uh, magazines and look at advertising, you would think the primary concern of people's lives, if you looked at the advertising that's there in the paper and in the magazines and on the television set, you would think the primary purpose of people's lives is to eat well, wear good clothes and live well in nice places and to smell well. You know, all the, all the advertising for perfumes. Those are the primary concerns of our lives, is about our bodies what we nourish our bodies with and what we put upon our bodies. That is the primary concern of life if you were to look at the advertising. But Jesus says no. That message that advertisers are constantly pushing 
is not true. Our, our lives are more important than food and clothing and drink. And Jesus says this, verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Life is more than what you eat and what you wear. It is so much more. And so Jesus tells you, do not worry about such things. And he tells us three times, do not worry. But is that enough reason for our doubting minds? Jesus says, don't do it. Don't worry. And so it's all going to be okay. We just take Jesus' word for it and we say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to stop worrying. No, uh, we get a command and we like to reason it through. We like to ask that question, why? Why shouldn't I worry then? Why? And thankfully Jesus answers those doubts. He gives us reasons why we should not worry about food and clothing. And that's my second main point this morning. Why you do not worry about food and clothing. Jesus has told us not to, but then we get the answer to the question of why. And the first reason he gives us is that worrying is senseless. Worrying is senseless because the birds don't worry. Jesus, like any great preacher, brings in illustrations that people can understand and he turns and says, consider the birds. And he says, if you worry, you are senseless because the birds don't worry. He says in verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? It's amazing when you see birds, they fly about and they seem amazingly carefree. That's because they are. They can sit there and they chirp so well because they aren't worried, they aren't concerned, they're quite happy, they're quite gleeful. And so Jesus is saying that if you worry about food and clothing, your brain is worse than a bird's brain. You're worrying more than a simple little bird. And yet you've got such a bigger brain than them. You've got greater intelligence. And you are human, so you are more valuable to God than they are. Human exceptionalism is something that is on the way out in our society. People, particularly the Greens, they love to push that humans are no different from animals, that we are different in the sense that we have different bodies, we're physically different, but in value we are no different. But that is wrong. God values humans much more than any other part of his creation. We are so much more important. And when we understand that, we then understand that God will provide food for us. If he provides it for the birds, he will provide it for us. It is senseless to worry about food when the birds don't worry at all. The other reason why we shouldn't worry is because it's useless. It doesn't actually accomplish anything. And Jesus says this in verse 27, Matthew 6, 27. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? 
You do all the worrying you want. You spend hours and hours doing it. But can you actually add an hour to your life? Can you change anything through worrying, through just sitting there and being concerned and more concerned and working yourself into a fit about it? Can you actually change anything by lying there in bed at night and worrying and worrying and worrying? You're actually probably going to do harm because you aren't getting the sleep that you need to probably accomplish what you should be doing the next day. You need to understand that worrying is useless. It doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't add a single hour to your life. And then Jesus gives us another reason. He says worrying is senseless again, but this time uses a different illustration. He uses it for the the idea of worrying about clothes. He says we shouldn't worry because it's senseless, because the lilies don't worry about clothes. The plants don't worry about being clothed. Verse 28, Matthew 6, 28, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labour or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Worrying is senseless because the, the plants, we're going down a lower degree from the, the, the birds. The birds have a brain, the plants don't. And yet the plants are still well clothed. And they're not just well clothed, they're clothed better than any human. Solomon, which we just read about him and how much money he had, and how much respect from so many people. If there was someone who could design the best clothes, they would have been there to help do it, and yet they could not do it as well as a common flower in a field. We're not talking about flowers here that have been cultivated and carefully grafted and changed and modified through breeding and and carefully nurtured with the right um, manure and all these kinds of things. We're talking about common flowers. See how the lilies of the field grow. And then grass, the temporary plants that we destroy all the time with lawnmowers that are taken up and thrown into the fire, Jesus says. They are better clothed than people. Why would you worry about your clothes when God makes sure the grass is well clothed, that it looks good, it looks good, it is green and prosperous there in the soil. God looks after the grass. Why won't he look after you and make sure you are well clothed? And then he also gives us another reason, a fourth one. Worrying is faithless. It's pagan behaviour to worry about things like clothing and food. He says this for us in verse 32, although I read from verse 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. It's actually pagan behaviour to run after food and clothing, to worry about such things. 
For non-Christians, that is their primary purpose in life, is to feed and nourish their bodies and make sure that their bodies have all the pleasures that this life can offer. And that makes sense, that they would worry about such things and chase after them because they don't know where they're coming from. They think that if they don't worry and chase after food, they will starve. If they don't worry and chase after clothing, they will not be well clothed. They doubt, they don't know where food and clothing comes from, but a Christian does. And so a Christian shouldn't worry about such things because they know that they come from God. And this really is the heart of the reasons why we shouldn't worry. Of all the reasons, this is the best one because it shows that it is faithless to worry about food and clothing. It shows that you do not trust your God to provide for you, that he is somehow going to let you starve, that he is somehow going to let you be without clothing and so you do not trust him as the provider that he is. We as Christians believe that God still interacts with this world, that he is apart from it but still is in charge and helps his people to make sure they have food and make sure they have clothing. We do not believe in a God that is like the Deus God where they believe that God created the world, sort of wound it up like a clock and left it going and now could be dead. He doesn't interact with the world anymore. We do not believe in such a God and we do not believe in a God of pantheism where God is actually part of creation and so therefore subject to it that the rocks are God, that the flowers are God, that the trees are God, that we are God and somehow God is then subject to the rest of creation. We do not believe that. We believe that God created the world and that he is still involved with it. He is apart from it but he is involved and he makes sure that his children have food and they have clothing and if you doubt that, that is pagan behaviour. It is faithlessness in God to provide for you. And then we see that he also says worrying is useless. A few verses down from there in verse 34. Skip over verse 33, but verse 34 he says it's useless again. He said it was useless in the sense that you can't accomplish anything. But he also says it's useless in verse 34 because of worrying about the future is completely useless. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It is useless to worry about the future because it may not actually come. You may spend all night worrying about something, you wake up in the morning and the situation is completely changed. The person that you were worried about has changed and it's no longer a problem. The issue that you were concerned with is no longer an issue at all. And you spend all that time worrying. And you may not even be there. You may worry about something that's going to happen in a year's time. But God deems it in his wisdom to take you from this world in six months' time. And you spend all that time, all those hours, worrying about something that you will never see, a day that you won't see come to fruition at all. And so we're meant to take each day at its time, Jesus says. It is useless to worry about the future because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Don't spend time being anxious over it. So Jesus gives us reasons 
gives us five that I could pull out from the text there. They're senseless because the birds don't worry, useless because it doesn't accomplish anything, it's senseless because the lilies don't worry, it's faithless because it's pagan behaviour, it doesn't trust God, and it's useless because each day has enough trouble of its own. It's like he's gone senseless, useless, senseless, faithless, useless. It is just stupid. And that's what he's, he's done. He said, it's like he's saying, idiot, 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 pagan, idiot. If you worry about food and clothing, you're just stupid, 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 pagan, stupid. We should not worry as Christians about food and clothing. Then my third main point is what we should do. We're told not to worry, but Jesus tells us what to do instead of worry. He says, do seek God's kingdom and righteousness. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. We are supposed to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. The whole of these promises about food and clothing being given to you is conditional. It's not given to everyone. It's given to those who seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. It's for Christians who hunger after God. Then the promise is there that food and clothing will just naturally happen as you continually strive after God. And so if you're not a Christian, these promises are not for you. You should worry about where food and clothing will come from because God is not promising to care for you. He's not promising to care for you in this life and he's not promising to care for you in the next life. If you want the peace that comes from a life without anxiety, without worry, then you need to seek God, his kingdom and his righteousness. Put your trust in him today. Repent of your sins and believe in him. And so if you are a Christian, make sure you continue seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. Don't worry about food and clothing but seek his righteousness. Seek to do what he wants, what is right and good. And it makes sense that things would be added to you after you do that. Because if you're a faithful worker in obedience to Christ, a responsible person, then money just sort of takes care of itself. And money will come and you'll be able to buy the food that you need and you'll be able to buy the clothing because you're being a responsible person. Jesus is not saying here, be an irresponsible, carefree person whose life is a lark, who doesn't concern, not concerned about anything. He's saying be concerned about righteousness and responsibility and the food and clothing takes care of itself. The money takes care of itself. And even when he points to the birds and says they don't worry, you know, he's not saying that birds don't work very hard. They work very hard, some of them. They're pecking from as soon as the light comes out till the light disappears at night. We've had a, a bird working very hard at our fish pond. We, when we moved in next door, we inherited a fish pond with three little goldfish in it, which we've nurtured and looked after. I bought some fish food and we uh, put that in regularly and feed them and, and watch them come to the surface and eat the food. And for the last two weeks, a kookaburra has been visiting our backyard. And one week it took one of the three. And then last week, on Friday, it took 
the second one and so now we've just got one little fish left. That kookaburra is working very hard. He's taking advantage of our generosity as well but he's working hard. He's flying all the way over here from his nest somewhere and making sure that he's going down. He doesn't sit in the nest and wait for the goldfish to drop into its mouth. It goes and gets it. But he may be hard working but he doesn't sit in his nest at night thinking, I wonder if there'll be any fish around tomorrow. I wonder whether there'll be any food. Sit there being very anxious and worrying and fretting whether he will have food tomorrow. Now he goes to sleep. He, he rests easy. He's not anxious. And we should do the same. We should rest well, even more so, because our God is going to look out for us. We should work at providing for ourselves, but because it's a right thing to do. Not because worry has pushed us into working, but because we know that's what God wants us to do. It's righteous behaviour to live responsible lives, to work hard. We do it because it's right, not because we're worried about whether we'll be able to afford the latest fashion or because we'll be able to afford the latest type of food that we so desire. We do it because it's right, because we're seeking God, his kingdom and his righteousness. And even some of you may be thinking of the exception to the rule where you read in church history of people who were starved to death for seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness, who were forced to disrobe in perishing cold conditions and died. Many stories through church history of them being in the snow and then making the Christians go away from the fire, take off all their clothes. And there's uh, one story in particular where the, the Christians are singing over in the cold and then one of the soldiers that is forcing them to do this gets up the, the commander takes off his clothes and walks out and joins them singing in the cold and gradually the singing gets quieter and quieter until it stops altogether because they've all died from the perishing cold. But even if that takes place, if through seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness you do not have the food and clothing that you need, God will make sure you have it for eternity. You may miss out here in this life. Probably not. It's the exception to the rule. But if he does see it worthy of you losing clothes and food in this life, you know that you will have it for eternity. That there will be a day where you no longer worry at all because you are no longer a sinner and committing this sin of worry and that you will be provided day after day for eternity. So even if martyrdom takes place, we know that we will be provided for eternity if we seek God's kingdom and righteousness. Stress, anxiety, depression and worry are such a common thing in our lives and in our newspapers and our magazines and bookstores. And the only thing the world can offer us is drugs, sedatives for such things, and a little bit of psychiatry, talking to someone about your problems. But that goes on and on and on. You have to keep going back for repeat visits. The Bible's cure. Trust in God. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all your concerns about such things will be taken away. Do you worry about food, clothing and drink? 
It is sinful. Jesus says, don't do it. It is stupid. You are being dumber than a bird when you worry. It is pagan. It is showing that you do not trust God. Do you trust your God as your provider, that he will make sure you are well fed and well clothed? Trust on him. Lean on him. He will support you. Don't worry. But remember he promises to provide only for those who are his children, who seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That's the most important thing of today. If you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, you won't worry. It will all take care of itself. Are you seeking his kingdom first and his righteousness? Let us speak with him now. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for sending the Lord Jesus Christ to die in our place so that we could become your children. And one of the many privileges, and there are many, O Lord, of being your children is that you provide for our needs that we no longer have to be anxious, we no longer have to worry about where our food is going to come from and what we will wear. But you provide, O Lord. Lord, help us not to worry. Help us not to commit this sin. Help us to see that it is stupid, that it is idiotic behaviour, and most of all to see that it is pagan behaviour, it is non-Christian behaviour to worry about food and about clothing. It shows we don't trust you. Lord, help us to trust you in all things and help us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.